Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, so last week I did promise you that today was going to be monsters and other childish things, but you know, technical issues are what they are, and there's still some more work that needs to be done on that particular set of files. So, Instead, I have brought you a new series of a game called High Magic Low Lives, all about people who can do magic spells and like to steal things from rich folks. It is a lot of fun. With this session, I was extremely lucky to bring on an amazing cast of people that I got to work with on the show The Secret of St. Kilda. It is a delightful panoply of personalities and accents, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So, with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another episode of One Shot. I am Tracy, your host and the narrator for this episode. We are playing High Magic Low Lives, and I have with me an absolutely delightful cast of people that I got to know when I was lucky enough to do sound production for an audio drama called The Secret of St. Kilda. So, Without further ado, we are going to begin introducing our cast, and because these are how the faces are arranged in my Zoom call, we're going to start with Reese. Reese, say hi. Hi. Hi, lovely people. Uh, you seem great. I've, I've, I've literally never seen you look better. <laughs> Reese, uh, who are you and where can people find what you do? Oh, who am I? Uh, I'm uh, an actor, performer, does many things, uh, but you can find me on Twitter, I think, probably. Um, at D-R-A-U-L-L. Uh, don't ask me what it means, I'm still not sure. And uh, I'm also appearing in several things. You can't see I'm doing a hand gesture, but it's uh, it's there. It's beautiful, just trust me. And I have a question for you, uh, sort mm. of we do an icebreaker question for each of these episodes. And Ruby. what I would like to know is, if you could cast one magical spell in life, right now, in your day-to-day, what spell would you choose? Prestidigitation. Mm, like the D&D? Yeah, the D&D prestidigitation where you just, it's, you, you snap fingers, you wave a handkerchief and suddenly everything just looks a little bit better. You can change, like, change the flavors of things. Uh, to be honest, I just get really distracted quite easily and so forget to shave. And so I, it, I just find that it would make things much easier. You know, just save me a lot of time. I'm absolutely on board with you. Uh, I, I have a 15-month-old at home, and there's another baby on the way. And if I could just snap my fingers and clean clothes yeah, or, yeah. Or, make, or make dinner taste good. We're having boiled potatoes, but they taste amazing. Exactly. Like, you can, <laughs> you can just do, little, do that. It's not a lot. You just do a little bit, little, little bit of something. It's great. And plus, it means you get to say prestidigitation and not have to take a run up to it, uh, <laughs> which I have done each time I've said it. Um, so, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, next up, we have Naomi. Hi, I'm Naomi, and you can find me at Naomi Thinks It on Twitter and all across the internet. Uh, you can find my show, which all of these lovely people are in, uh, at The Kilder. And I'm practiced at doing a plug. This is not my first rodeo. It is not your first rodeo, even though, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, rodeo. I, just me, I was, was going to try and riff on rodeo. It's and my I first rodeo. I, I didn't know that's what we were doing at all. <laughs> Are we doing rodeos? I, I don't, don't think I should have to know everything have. by my second rodeo. <laughs> what magic spell would you cast? Because I'm not a basic bitch like Reese, I'm going to pick <laughs> teleport. Excuse both of us. <laughs> I mean, I know. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. It's okay. Uh, I feel like so. My temptation is to say wish, you know, just because like the utility. Mm. Um, but if anyone is going to get ruined by a genie, it's definitely me. So I'm going to go with teleport uh, because my family lives so far away and planes take so long, <laughs> and just like having a teleport would be like bing bang boom, no problems. That sounds that that's brilliant actually because although. Oh, sorry. My brain's in D&D mechanics now because if you with the is it the old school teleport or the fifth edition one? Because the old school one, there is a percentage chance that you end up in just the wrong fucking spot. I mean, it would be an adventure. What what are you going to do? Be like, oh, no, I saw a new country today. Like, (laughs) that's that's fair. That's fair. Take the percentage chance. What's wrong? Come on. 
Oh no, what am I gonna do? Can't teleport again? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Next, we have Michelle. Hello, my name's Michelle Kelly. I'm an actor, voice actor, singer, general rap scallion about town. Uh, you can find me at Michellecopter on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm always plugging what I'm up to, so you'll find out whatever project I've been roped into next there. Magic spell? Magic spell. Magic spell. I'm not like really into the whole D&D scene, so I'm sure this would, because I'm sure, sure this would break the game. But I am going to have a spell where I can just have whatever food I want ready in front of me like this. You know, basically mm. what I'm describing is ordering takeaway, but I want it to be immediate. <laughs> You're describing the Spy Kids like hamburger machine. Yeah, I want I want a good vegan pizza where the cheese tastes like actual cheese and I want it to be in front of me now. This is this is mm. this is I'm sure the te- technology will get there. But in the meantime, magic spell please. <laughs> I that all I'm gathering from all of this is that if all of us got our own magic spells, we would all just need to hang out together because <laughs> suddenly everything would be clean. We can go wherever we want to. We have food that tastes great. And we'll see what, what our next guest has to add to that particular uh, that particular melange. Maeve's like, I want to speak with dead. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, though, that uh, uh, the, the, the instant food piece, I think that needs a druid spell, is it? Or a cleric spell? You can, in d you can create food and no, water. Oh, yeah. Baby. Yeah, yeah, create food and water. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, right, hello. My name is Maeve de Bruyne. Uh, I am a writer, a playwright, and an actor. Uh, you can find me at Maeve de Bruyne everywhere, but uh, I'm going to spell my name because hysterically I, I turn that into all of my sock need handles, but people consistently spell it wrong. Uh, so it's M E A B H, that's B for ball, H for hat, Maeve de Bruyne at, uh, that's Twitter, my website, anything you like. Uh, you can find me if you're into audio drama. As Naomi said, I'm on The Secret of St. Kilda. I'm also on The Silk Verses and on Omen. And uh, delighted to be here. And I think now this magical uh, spell is probably another basic one, but I have to stick with it because it's the one I've wanted since I was very, very small. Do you guys remember that TV show? And there was a kid and he had like a silver pocket watch. And when he stopped the pocket watch, he could stop time. And the shenanigans, yes, Reese, Reese knows what's up. I was obsessed. Uh, Bernard's watch. I was obs- yeah. Is that it? Okay, I had completely even forgotten the name of it. But since I was small, I've been obsessed with the concept of just being able to click, stop time, walk into a shop, take back the crisps, <laughs> walk out again. <laughs> Your magic spell is shoplifting. <laughs> and and sleeping in. <laughs> sleeping all the time whenever I want to. Yeah, big time. Um, 100% just yeah just don't stop me I can do what I want yeah. Yeah, this, this definitely sounds like the kind of party that I would like to be at <laughs> and and because we are all people that exist on the internet and we all uh, freelance in one way or another or do our own independent projects the transition into this game and what it is all about is a relatively smooth one because High Magic Low Lives is a game about essentially People who are are not the richest, not the most powerful, they're certainly not part of the immortal aristocracy. However, they can do magic, they have phones, and they have found out that stealing things from rich people and selling them to have a good time is like a pretty decent way to, to make life go round. So those are the kinds of characters that we are going to be playing today. This game is based on a lot of different like powered by the apocalypse and similarly derived type things so you, uh, listeners you're going to hear some things that are familiar to you if you are familiar with games like that and some things that just go a little bit different but to get to know uh who we are and uh, the people that are going to be high magic low lives today we have some questions that each of the backgrounds has to get everything filled in so uh, is there anyone who would like to go first with their leading questions? I'll I'll just pitch it open to everyone. Sure. Okay. It occurs to me before we do that because you need to know would who's going like to be in. Would you like me to introduce my character? I would like you to introduce your character, and then I would like you to pick who is going to go next to to do that very same thing, so you can all have a thumbnail sketch of who you are in your heads, and then we'll do the questions. Okay. Fab. I am playing Gretlin McCavy, who is essentially 
is essentially a thick-ass leather slab of a woman, uh, a well-intentioned beefcake, big motorcycle helmet, motorcycle leathers, keg stand, regional champ. Um, and I think that following me should be Darling Reese. Uh, I, 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 I'm playing uh, Shingleford, um, who's just this, this bone-tired, gangly chump. And it just kind of has the general vibe that it's like a goose that's just discovered it's a goose. And it's not so great. You are playing a, a human man. I'm playing a human okay. man, but I do have a magpie on my shoulder. Mm. The magpie is called Dave. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, now, and you, real quick, what's your general deal? My general deal is uh, I'm a librarian, but like not one of your nerd like inside librarians. I'm a cool, chill outside librarian. And does that does that does that sort of like cover it up or? No, that that I mean, you didn't say the word curatorial, which I think is a a, <laughs> a, a deficit to all of us. But um, that's okay. Got oh, some t- ten dollar words on this for prestidigitation, curatorial. Oh my God, <laughs> Maeve, did you just want to prove that you could say them both? Yes, thank yeah. you, thank you for coming. <laughs> you word. did great. Good words. Thank you. Um, and my general deal is I'm a bicycle mechanic. Which is the most Reese thing in existence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, who's going next? I, I'll, I'll say Meve. Go, go next. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Peregrine Jericho, and my general deal is disgraced noble. So I was one of those terrible people that we all hate right now. But the thing is, <laughs> is that I think I'm pretty good. Um... I am actually what you would describe as a nepotism baby, except without like any of the benefits of being that because I've lost everything and all of my money and I have nothing to my name. Uh, so I'm just very, uh, I'm kind of tall, very lanky, kind of consider myself to be pretty handsome, which I can trick people into thinking for about a grand total of three days, but then they sort of get to know me as a person and realize I'm just bad to be around. Uh, I've got about two brain cells. One is dedicated to thinking about how handsome and great I am all the time. So just like Um, real life then? Just like real (laughs) life, basically. I didn't stretch too hard for this one, I'll be honest with you. Um, And uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, for someone, you know, I suppose I probably had something by way of a decent education, uh, but still, regardless, pretty stupid, bad to be around. (laughs) Last but not least... Uh, hi, so my character's called Talia, and she was at wizard school, but then she realized she really had to follow her dream of having, like, a subvertive, politically-minded band. So she is the drummer and frontwoman, don't worry, it totally works, of Carbon Marmalade, and they're gonna blow Carbon your Marmalade's fucking mind. so good. So good. That's such a good name. Also, I'd like you to know that uh, Michelle is wearing a sleeveless plaid number, so, like, the vibes are very much there. I came in costume. Are we not on camera? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I here? That's why I'm wearing my full motorcycle leathers at my desk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a bicycle. Uh, a, a quick setting note, because uh, Michelle, you weren't able to be with us for the, the sort of the first character uh, creation session. So actually, I've got mm-hmm. a couple quick questions to ask you to see if there's anything that you would like to add on slide five there in the, the deck we're using. Uh, so everyone got to add a, a content uh, note, something they wanted to see in the setting. Uh, so the things we have so far is that there are more birds than you'd think. Unexpectedly <laughs> extra birds. There are lovable robots uh, who can, for better or worse, feel Disney levels of pain. Glitter is having a cultural moment right now. Hashtag Glitter Squad. Uh, if there's anything that you would like to add to this, these are just things that are true about the world that we're in, which is basically the world we live in, but add in an immortal aristocracy that is actually immortal and runs everything as opposed to just the you know, sort of recycling of heads that we get right now. You don't know um, that she's in that box. No one can prove it. <laughs> uh, and that there is magic and everyone can do some magic of some kind. There is no queuing. I'm soured on cues right now. Okay. Uh, to get something done, you just have to be the most interesting person. 
Cultural. All right, I'm writing that down. And because we did these last time, uh, if there's anything that you would like to add, we did lines and veils. Our lines, as of right now, are uh, sexual assault, bigotry, pandemics, physical violence against animals or children, and no suicide. Uh, so th those are things that are just simply not going to appear in the story. And veils, things we will elide over are eye stuff, teeth, and fingernails, as in violence to those things, uh, and being buried alive. So they may happen, but we will elide across them. That all sounds fine to me. Okay, excellent. Uh, I like to go over that on mic so people can hear safety tools in action uh, as well. We are uh, effectively using the X card. If anything comes up that you are not uh, a fan of, just make a big old X symbol with your arms and we'll go past it. Uh, at the same token, if something comes up that you are uncomfortable with and you did not expect it, but you're like, oh, we can just, can we just move past this? Then that's like hitting the fast forward button. We'll all say yes and we'll just move past it because we don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. So... That all having been said, we know now who these people are, and we need to figure out how they are connected. So uh, we'll go back to the beginning, since Naomi kindly volunteered first. And Naomi, you have two leading questions listed under curatorial librarian. Would you please choose one and answer it, and then choose the next one and answer it? Okay, so my first one is... Uh, one of your fellow lowlifes knows a clue about a treasure of tremendous academic value. Why are they waiting to tell you more? And I believe that that is uh, very peregrine heavy. As a person with connections and space, um, and I think the reason they're not telling me more is um, because they haven't decided if I'm, like, cool enough? If I, if I have, if my vibes are bad enough to warrant putting an item at risk. Obviously, the idea is to have the worst person uh, know about this item so it can be stolen from Peregrine's own family, therefore vindicating Peregrine as the outsider. Lovely. All right. And what is your, what's your second question? Uh, Reese, what was the name of the book series that we invented last time? Because I don't remember. Oh. Feather Dread the Adventures of Feather Dreadwing. Feather Dreadwing, oh, that's fucking so right. Delicious. Okay, fab. Yeah. My second question is, You've been introducing a fellow lowlife to your favorite ad young adult book novels. What theme or perspective have they offered that you'd never considered before? Now, uh, my character is um, really into uh, Feather Dreadwing, uh, who's like a young adult, like um, kind of Scarlet Pimpernel, rebel kind of thing. And um, I think that Michelle, your character, whose name I've definitely not forgotten. Talia. Uh, it's Talia. Thank you. <laughs> I think that I've been lending them to Talia, and Talia's really been, you know, opening my eyes to how the fact that the system is really broken, and punk is the only way to get through that. So yeah, I think it's more of a fashion moment than anything else. <laughs> Excellent. Naomi, who would you like to see go next? I would like to see Maeve Brun go next. Hello. Uh, all right, fantastic. Um, okie doke. So Peregrine is a, a disgraced noble. Uh, so she, I once belonged to a great house but failed to snuggle on it. Uh, so my leading question, what, my first leading question is, after your fall from the nobility, you spent a lot of time engaging in particularly destructive behaviours. How did one of your fellow lowlives help you to break the cycle? Um, so I think I'll go Michelle for that one, um, seeing as she's kind of all like, break society and break the social order you know maybe that she convinced me that being a, it's not a very good aim to try to become a noble again or it never was at least you know she soothed some of my wounds in terms of uh, getting kicked out of what I saw as being the best club in the world uh, so I learned a lot about how the real world operates and uh, you know got a little bit more perspective on reality from my friendship with her then my second one is uh, one of your fellow lowlives was in your employ once upon a time. How have you demonstrated that life among the common folk has changed you for the better? And I'm going to pick Reese for this one. And I think it's the fact that, so basically I think that, yeah, so, you know, when I was kind of in my ivory tower, I, you know, I was like chair, table, servant, 
kettle. Like that's how the brain works, you know. It sounds <laughs> just like in real life. Yeah. You um, know, just so like good. in real not have not worked very hard for this character. No. Um, but you know, now so I you know, I I, I met Reese's character again on the street and I was like, Oh my god, the chair can talk and it's like, Oh I, I learned that these are people and I can now view you know them as human beings and I've definitely changed for the better in that respect. <laughs> So I think socially, uh, you know, it's definitely made me a better person. Excellent. Who would you like to see go next? I think I would like to see... Uh, uh, no, I, God, I'm getting mixed up. Sorry. Reese, has Reese gone next yet? I haven't gone no, next No, perfect. Yet. Hey. Okay. So I have two questions. My first one. You have an obsession with a certain type of device or collection. Which of your fellow lowlives humors you? I, I'm, I'm going to say... I, there, there is a particular thing with glitter dispersal, <laughs> like a glitter dispersal device that that it's normally the ones that would be in a card. But see, I'm but I'm torn between Greklin or or Peregrine for this one. Uh, so it's 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 which one of you enjoys glitter more? So I, I think it might be it might well be Peregrine. I think I this would be like a glitter. open it like. like more and more places where it's like you, you'll get to the bottom of a cup of tea and just suddenly there'll be an explosion of glitter <laughs> or, and, and Shingleford's just re- real into it and is just like, this is what people wanted. <laughs> um, so, like, But it, it's more and more elaborate ways of dispersing glitter around a room. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and I, f- I believe Peregrine will uh humor me on that one <laughs> she she now sees you as a person so this must be what people do <laughs> yeah this is what yes, people do i have i have a yes i have like an index card and it's like make eye contact make conversation, make conversation. <laughs> glitter. <laughs> oh the glitter is good <laughs> when my shop was destroyed uh, i claimed i would go down with the ship how did one of my fellow low lives convince me to live to rebuild I'm I'm gonna say Greklin uh, on this one. Uh, they were they convinced me that revenge was entirely reasonable. Like uh, <laughs> revenge was like that's actually so the best situation you you can hope for. Take revenge and anything shiny. Um, <laughs> that's what Feather Dreadring would do. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm fully. I like I read the I read the books too. They kept being left around, and so I yeah, Shinglefoot would pick them up and ke- carry on reading. And so yeah, that's that's exactly what uh, what Feather Dreadnought would do. Wonderful revenge, uh, Antalia. <laughs> it's beautiful. So my first question is: I owe one of my fellow low lives a lot of money, and why are they being chill about it? And I'm I'm getting the vibe that I think it might be Shinglefoot that I borrowed a lot of money for. And I think possibly that he, maybe he isn't super chill, but he just can't quite raise it. Maybe he keeps trying to bring it up and it's not quite working out for him. I get the feeling that would potentially occur with Shingleford. If that's this is exactly cool what would with happen you, with Reese in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to read Reese to filth there. I just, it's I mean, my God. job. <laughs> that, d- genuinely I, I think naomi is not only my hype my hype person but is also like the anti-hype person as well just nails me but also to the freaking wall every time <laughs> and just, a legend. you just a set him up and knock keeps him down <laughs> keeps you humble yeah keeps me on my toes it's good <laughs> Hello Heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, there is a new series starting up on our Patreon right now. James and Allie and Mel and Drew have begun a new series with a... Well, it started as D&D and turned into something else, and I really like what the something else is. It is called Starwall, Odyssey of the Lucky Finn. It is a little bit of... Spelljammer, and a whole lot of it, the special sauce that James and Mel and Allie and Drew bring to whatever they do. So you can get that at the $5 level. Uh, As I mentioned during this episode, you can also hear the character creation for this series that you're listening to right now. So head on over to patreon.com slash one shot 
podcast and get your subscription in to get some awesome brand new content. Thanks, heroes. So my other question, someone convinced me to leave academia behind. What were they right about? I think this may have been Grecklin. I feel like we may have crossed paths when I was checking out the library for studying and maybe whinging about how I'd rather be reading Feather Dread. dread. <laughs> um, and I feel like Grecklin, Grecklin was right that like it wasn't my vibe, that the, the stuffy traditional academia in the much the same way that a stuffy traditional library wasn't your vibe. Mm-hmm. I think the traditional wizard school wasn't my vibe and, you know, I should be like Feather's Dread. Yeah, that thing you like, Feather, <laughs> Feather's Dread. Yeah, Feather I feel dread like I should wing. be more like Feather's Dread thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and be like my own path, my own flight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I love this. Oh my this. god, yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. so what I'm what I'm gathering from all of this, because uh based on the character creation we did last time, we sort of came up with a with a, a character hook. By the way, if you want to hear the extended character creation that includes all of the stuff that Reese and Naomi and Maeve did, you can join our Patreon for that because it was a long and detailed session and uh had some lovely digressions. <laughs> Uh, which meant which meant we couldn't play that time, and we had to reschedule the actual play session because all of us were off our nuts that day. <laughs> so um, that is going to be posted uh, on Patreon the same day that this goes up on the main feed. So it's that five dollar level that gets you access to the secret archive end of plug session. Anyway. Uh, we decided that what you all are going to be doing is you're going to be stealing your current target is uh, a, a silver soup ladle that when dipped into an empty vessel produces soup. So. Gots to have it. It sounds a lot like, and maybe you can you can uh, change this if you want to or just back me up on it, uh, that Peregrine's family is the in possession of this ladle currently. This sounds like this sounds like the thing that you have been holding on to that you haven't yet told Greklin about. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I love that. I will, I'll flag that um, uh, we can do whatever works for the game, obviously, uh, but just, I suppose, in terms of the mechanics of high magic low lives, the Disgrace Noble, um, specifically, it's that my whole house okay. has actually fallen because the idea is that, like, the house that powered my god is dead or stolen and all my relatives turned to dust. But to be honest, I very much like the idea of, like, Peregrine was kicked out for being useless and is like, I'm <laughs> well, going to get my way back. I think Peregrine has been cut off. And like, this is, oh, yeah. this is an anniversary gift between your two parents. And you're like, that'll fucking show them. <laughs> I like this because yeah. what I think actually happened is I think that the hook of the disgraced noble is absolutely accurate. You found out, Peregrine, that your, your god, because spoilers, all of the immortal aristocracy, aristocratic houses have a god imprisoned and that's how they derive their power that your god vanished or was stolen and you saw all of your family members turn to dust and somehow you were spared and then like some 150 years later you're just living your life you're like trying to get your old power back before you had changed and you see some some broadcast online and you recognize your mother and your father and your cousins and they're all actually alive and they what? you wouldn't make it in the real world. They cut you off and what? ghosted you by claiming that the entire family was dead. Oh my uh, God. I, I don't. OK, it's I fine. both those times. I did. What? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I think uh, I think that if this is happening, I think Peregrine is. This is probably happening in like a pub. I think that's where Peregrine spends most of her time, just trying to pick up, uh, you know, a lot. She's she has a bit of a penchant for barmaids, and I think <laughs> she's probably like, hey. So, and then she sees what, what kind of like is it on the news? What's happening? I think that there's some like some deal announced between two of the uh, mortal aristocratic houses, right? Because. They're all based on the the four suits of the of the tarot, right? And so there's some deal, and you're like, wait a second, these people. There, there's been a okay. new ascension, right? This a family has fallen from grace, and a new family has. Your family was just disguised as a different family the entire time, and now they're revealing themselves because they think that you haven't hacked it. They're like 150 years is long enough. <laughs> 
so, so essentially, uh, Peregrine is just chilling in a, a pub, just kind of fully being like, hey, have you ever seen a spider in a glass bowl? <laughs> and then she turns around and on the television, she sees that her entire family went into witness protection mm-hmm. rather than hang out with her. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I like to think that there is like a full... We are watching like a live stream of the party like happening in like a little pop out box, and everyone's like, "Wow, it's been you know, it's been tough, but it's so you know, we're all together, and that's what matters." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> all of the important people are here that we love and cherish. The best ones, yeah, are here, and that is what matters. And Peregrine's like, "Really specific <laughs> to say." <laughs> I don't, I don't know why they got so specific with that language. I don't think that was necessary. I'm just going to stick with you on this, Maeve. From the time that you found that out until okay. now, when we're picking up the session, how long has it been? I'm going to say uh, ooh, not too long, but definitely there was a period of processing. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Peregrine's not that bright. So I think probably at the initial shock, her first instinct would be like i can't believe we had this crazy misunderstanding Every, everything is going to go back the way it was that's and, uh, that's, I've the, learned that's the cycle nothing. right the and, cycle uh, that talia just, broke you out of yeah yes exactly uh but i think she didn't even get close you know they probably mm-hmm. have guards bodyguards etc cetera, etc cetera. um now i don't think i don't think that she got close enough for maybe them to get the tip off that uh she's still alive or whatever you know if they're operating on the basis she's dead would certainly, uh, I think Peregrine got the message that like none of these guards were like, please be on the lookout for our precious daughter. You walked up <laughs> you know? to the party and be like, excuse me, I'm I'm one of, and then you saw through the window a pinata like <laughs> of you that they were just like, oh yeah, one hundred percent, yeah. And I was like, that is not what my nose looks like. What is- <laughs> they never get the nose right. Sick tan- Tangled reference for you uh, Disney kids yes. out there. Yeah, there you go. Slipping it in. You know, we've, already, we've got robots who feel Disney enough. It's actually, it's a robot. They're not the people. It's a robot. They're beating up a robot. They're, actually, they're beating up a robot pinata of me. And, it, and it's got yeah, so, so it can support. actually respond and go, ow, ow, no, stop it. Oh, no. And it, yeah. oh my God. And it so that, box at, sounds at like that point, at that point, I got the message. At that point, I got the message. And I think I went on maybe something slightly self-destructive vendor. But then I said, okay. I know people who have more, uh, have slightly more intelligence than I do. And I'm going to go to them and receive what may be done and hopefully hurt my family in as emotionally destroying manner as possible. Equally emotionally destroying as watching myself as a piñata being beaten apart by level. my entire family. That's that's like the mm-hmm. opening pitch, guys. This is the level we've hit. So I the 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 night you found out, right? You're in the pub, you're chatting up this barmaid, and the announcement comes on, and we and we we see your face in shock, right? And you're you're wearing like the the you have bare remnants of your actual noble regalia around you right and then the scene transitions to after you've found out you're in the same pub on the night of a bender and you are trying to dress your most noblest and it it, <laughs> it it's not a good scene it's like some miss havisham at type action going on and and like the camera pans a bit, a bit in that scene and we see grecklin and we see shingleford and we see talia not part of the conversation but around right sort of in the orbit of this thing and we we know that the bike shop is right next door to this pub and we then pan to the night when peregrine is delivering that rant that you just did Maeve of it's time to take on my family and it's the same pub and the only people around because it's like 3 30 in the morning Artalia and Greklin and Shingo. And I know what I'm saying makes sense because decisions made after midnight when you are in the vicinity of alcohol are always good. And we know that. That's yeah. right. No. So I think this is happening and I'm just, uh, I think that maybe Peregrine is like destroying, like beating up a chair or something. And Greklin walks over in their like motorbike leathers, picks up the chair and is like, don't worry about it, and just like smashes it in half on your behalf. Like I'm helping. <laughs> yes, yes, and I used to have people to do that for me every day. If I wanted something smashed, I'd just say, 
destroy this and 17 people would rush forward and kick things to bits and what do I have now? <laughs> Nothing. Greklin picks and... up two chairs and he's like, smash. <laughs> yes. So Shingleford will pass over a little card, <laughs> like a little birthday card to Peregrine. Just be like, so you, you got you got more than nothing, you know, you got this. And it's just a plain blank card. Oh, Shingleford, what would I do without you? It immediately explodes into glitter. Oh, yeah. It's, I should have, yeah. Have <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's good. It's good that it did that and I enjoyed it. Yay. Shingleford, uh, we need to talk about getting some of those for the next gig. I think that would really, I'm picturing that this pub is, it has like a shitty room in the, are we allowed to swear? Sure. It has great. I also it has a fucking that. shitty room at the yeah, back. Absolutely. Um, that you can fit like maybe 15 people in and uh, Carbon Marmalade, they love to say they're headlining it mm-hmm. because the pub owner is kind enough to let them use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe they played a gig earlier and that's why the place is empty. Um, uh, yeah. What's the name of the pub? It is the Velvet Cock. Sorry. Oh, oh. Velvet Cock. Velvet Cock. The Velvet Cock. It is, <laughs> and 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 of course, in in true yeah, British yeah, yeah. fashion, no, birds. It's, it's actually a Velvet Cock. There's, there's extra birds. Yeah. There's birds yeah. everywhere. Too many there's birds. More, there's it's more too. It's too. Like it's too many birds. There's extra like birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it's then, then it's called the Velvet Cocks. Yeah. I, I yeah. do think, yeah. though, like, no offense, it is quite metal. Okay. You know? Okay, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, like, black glitter? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, now, okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, no, I, I, know, for that. I know that you're going through it. All of mm. you, I guess, at some level. But Peregrine. But me mostly. You, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm getting the vibe that you're particularly going through it and you know what when I'm going through it I like to do crime yeah yeah revenge you know, revenge yeah. is the best way uh, love love hey oh hold on hold on love and the bar the bartender like has just been leaning just like there are no uh last call hours in this city and so the bartender's just like leaning there waiting for you all to leave and so uh Talia love tosses you the keys Clean that up and close up. I, I don't want to hear about no crimes. I don't want to hear yeah. you what you have going tomorrow. on. I just no want worries, to go. Eddie. I will I definitely go. clean this up. Wink. Okay, good night, Eddie. <laughs> Michelle just did a beautiful fucking wink, <laughs> like absolutely Cut, dead. Talia. <laughs> and then said the one wink at the yeah. camera. It was yep. so good. Nar- narrated <laughs> voice. Talia did not clean. I it was up. totally gonna, but like my friend was sad. Do you want me to like not be there for my friend? <laughs> yeah. Are you now having a conversation with the narrator of this fictional TV show? is just practicing for when she has to speak to Ed about this later. I, I'm I'm <laughs> uh, so Eddie uh, Eddie leaves, leaving you in the velvet cocks uh, by yeah, yourself I think to I'd discuss pour us all a crimes. Bird seed. Um, you know. Cool. <laughs> One for days. Is that actually is that is that a name of a drink? <laughs> That's for you to decide. <laughs> That's so. a secret audience thing. That is. Yeah. I think birdseed okay. is a special uh, a special liqueur that Eddie makes, and you know, um, if you go to an Indian mm-hmm. restaurant, the little fennel candy coated fennel mints that'll be there as a refresher. I think he soaks those in grain alcohol, mm. and. Because it looks like birdseed, and then that just sits in a bottle, and pours of that is so yeah, it's, it's like sweet a, fennel is infused a, a, a grain alcohol. Magpie, Dave's a magpie. So I feel like if I so, give the magpie grain alcohol, I might be a bad person. So, so what happens is is like Shingleford takes the shot, and almost <laughs> like of its own accord, the arm just kind of like shoots up, and immediately the the glass goes in front of Dave and Dave just kind of like pecks at it a couple of times. And then the arm kind of comes back and Shingleford has the rest. Um, I turn away from the camera, flip up my visor, the the whole glass disappears inside my visor and then I just slap it down again. (laughs) 
You know, like, I really would like this more if Eddie didn't insist on garnishing with actual feathers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Crack. Keeps it. A- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone coughs and fe- dug down to shoot to the It's an acquired taste. That's what yeah. my parents said about me. And now I'm an orphan. So, <laughs> you said yeah. that we need to do a crime to make you feel Fine. better. That was definitely something do. you brought to the table, and not Sounds something like. that I brought to the table and then put your hand I in. I think it was. I think it is. You know, I'm due an original report, and that sounds like it was it. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Peregrine is just uh, at the moment, you know, she's dressed probably like a Pride and Prejudice pirate, just leaning way too into the nobility thing. Her identity's been rocked, so she's got a long frock coat on and like those like breeches, and she's kicking over tables. And she's like, you know what? You know what, Gretchen? You're right. Crime is the only thing that will help me feel better in this moment. But you know what? It could be. It could be crying with a purpose. And my purpose is to emotionally damage the people who've emotionally damaged me. And Gretchen, everyone could win this scenario because I know something that you need. Well, funnily enough, I have actually done a crime with a purpose before. And that's why I can't go back to SeaWorld. Gretchen, <laughs> I really wish you would. Please don't take out the photographs this time i really i can't see them again also a- I, out of character i want a t-shirt that says i owe you one original thought like mm, so <laughs> good <laughs> greklin i believe that you have been on the search for an item of academic value i have and it's the la- ladle of Gingle Blatch. That is exactly what it's called. It's incredible you were able to bring the name to mind so quickly. I don't because, to be honest to me, academia has no inherent value, so I don't really give it much consideration. But it is incredible the way you were able to bring the title to the fore like that. With not even a pause. Can you give it to me one more time, please? That was... It's... (laughs) Fuck me. Uh, One... Yeah... (laughs) Again, please. Shows an accent, go for it. I believe <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. It was the ladle of Gingle Blatch. Beautiful. I'm, act- I'm writing that. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I just dropped it in chat. <laughs> the ladle of Gingle Blatch, which my family, uh, you know, won in combat from the mighty Gingle Blatch's clan of the North. We all know. We know the story. Yeah, we it's know. very well known. Very well known. A famous um, band of chefs. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm actually working no on like a three-part song cycle about it. Oh, I would yeah, love to hear the first good. verse. Yeah, I yeah, would love to ready? hear the first verse. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, just hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to do. I have to get into it. I love it when she gets in the mood. Hey, bitches! We're carbon marmalade. You wanted something sweet, but we're just bitter. One, two, three, four. Oh, they were looking for the soup, but they couldn't find the soup. But then they found a big ladle and they had a big battle, and now they got the soup. It's something like that. I'm thinking. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. I think I'm my really, life has really been changed. With how that's going for you? Yeah, Talia, I don't tell you this enough, but. I, you make such a good decision dropping out of wizard school. Oh, thank you, know, you. I know. We're on the path you're meant to be on. It's incredible. Yeah, the sexual amazing. tension between Talia and Peregrine is like... Oh, I think Peregrine is mad for Talia, but I think Talia knows exactly <laughs> what Peregrine's deal is and is just not up to snuff. Would be my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> Talia loves borrowing Peregrine's outfits for stage costumes. There you go. Fantastic. Um... Ladle of Gingle Blatch. Uh, my parents, uh, I think, I think my mother gave it to my father as an, an, an anniversary gift. I don't really care. All I care about is that there's a lot of sentiment attached to it. And I don't think they should have it anymore. All right. So the, the scene sort of pauses on that, on that phrase. And we have Peregrine's face just like in a real tight shot, you know, and it, yeah, awkwardly yeah. ending One like in the middle of a word, like freeze like frames. Down. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
And we, we jump into a planning montage to pull all of this off. So I'm going to ask you all to provide some details about where the ladle is, who's guarding it, what sort of we you all will need to overcome in order to get it. And anyone can can field these things. Where is the airship. ladle right now? Oh, what? so strong. An airship. All right, so the airship, uh, which is the good ship Pennyweather, is is docked somewhere on the uh, actually. North I think side the, city the city actually ends at like a cliffside, and so there's a natural mm-hmm. air dock. Mm-hmm. Love that. Not not just north off cliff the dock. north yeah. cliff. Very well known. And I think I think it's on the airship because there's a. Some sort of soiree. I wouldn't know anything about that, but Talian Peregrine might. And it's being a centerpiece for the annual Soup Fest. Super Fest. Soup Fest, yeah. Super Fest is better. Super Fest is better, actually, I think. It's a super Soup Fest. (laughs) Great. Super, S-O-U-P-E-R. Super. And and because these are nobles, it sounds. I mean, that sounds like a very wholesome, uh, like community activity. But in fact, this is actually it's it's a it's a festival celebrating uh, how rich and decadent a soup. Because soup is considered to be such a staple food. How incredibly rich and decadent a soup can mm-hmm. you make? So you'll have soups made from uh, reconstituted dodo meat. You'll Crushed have diamonds. an edible soup. That is exactly made from crushed diamonds. All of that, yeah. So it's the most decadent soups. It's it's the poshest soup I've ever imagined. It's worse than a chowder. There would be enough soup to feed everyone in the city several times over, but they just pour the rest over the cliff at the end of the soup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Really good, Mm Michelle. Yeah, the, yeah. the night of I soup remember tide. as a child tossing the soups. <laughs> yes. What glorious childhood memories! Mm-hmm. I d- yeah, everyone else has the really nice childhood memories of of going down to the shore and like kind of scooping up the overly <laughs> salty soup, soup. Like, standing like, with your the, mouth just open. holding yeah. your mouth. Ah, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Soup <laughs> the, the annual soup scrape. Do do, no. do do not my friends soup become addicted to soup? Tied, all of this. Oh my god. This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists. Maxed Out by Desert Drive. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we'll be back next week with episode two of High Magic Low Lives. Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we create and discuss characters, the best part of role-playing games, with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com. As usual, we end one shot with a call to action, and today, Heroes is Indigenous Peoples Day. So, what I would like you to do is to go and find mutual aid funds and other ways that you can support Indigenous people. Uh, I live in a town called Columbus. It's named after Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus sucks. So, go help some Indigenous people, do some reading on Twitter, learn what you can about all the different cultures that were here, 
long before Europeans even dreamed that there was another continent across the ocean. Go check some stuff out, go do some learning, and support Indigenous peoples any way you possibly can. Thanks, heroes. If you enjoyed this show, you should check out some of the other shows on the One Shot Podcast Network. Shows like All My Fantasy Children. Each week, Aaron Catano Saez and Jeff Stormer take a listener submitted prompt and, using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, create an original fantasy character. Along the way, they share laughs, stories, verbal hugs, and populate a shared universe one story at a time. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.